incoming message. Synchronizing. What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions here. Episode 16. My super sweet 16. <laughs> no Man's Sky comes out tonight, so yeah, it's, I apologize if I sound completely uninterested in everything else we talk about. Yeah, it's it's been really hard. Well, we've been waiting for forever for this game. Yeah. And we've been mega pumped up about it. But yesterday and today have been the worst days ever. It's been the worst than every other day combined. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been pumped up about this game for so long, but it doesn't even matter now that it's right there on our doorstep. And I'm like, I just, can we just go to sleep? Can you knock me out until it comes out? You know, like when you were little churns and like you'd get (laughs) fired up about Christmas and like you'd feel almost like sick and you couldn't sleep or like when you were getting ready to graduate high school. Right. And like you just felt like shit because you were so excited and time was just time kept on slipping into the future. (laughs) It's been like that. Anyway, we're going to talk about No Man's Sky when we get to the video game segment. But for now, um, we're going to get into some TV stuff. We don't have uh, Game of Thrones and we don't have Preacher anymore. Right. So I'm going to talk about the next best thing, Wild Cards, which is another book series by George R. R. Martin-ish that's now going to be coming to TV. So Wild Cards is a sort of like an expanded universe, kind of like Marvel or or Star Wars or something like that, Mm -hmm. that George R. R. Martin had a hand in founding back in like 87. And it's now going to be made into a television show. And apparently this almost happened in like 2011. Oh, really? They had like a deal with sci-fi, but it fell through, Um, which I'm kind of glad that didn't happen because in 2011, sci-fi was not on my radar as being (laughs) competent. Right. Uh, But anyway, yeah. So this whole universe has like books and not like novels and comic books and like even like uh, some tabletop RPGs, I believe. Mm -hmm. And the premise is uh, it's an alternate timeline post-World War II where uh, this virus has been released on Earth. Uh, there were, There's an alien species on a planet, which I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's spelled just like Takis, like Hot Cheetos and Takis. So I'm going to just pronounce it like Takis. <laughs> it's spelled identical. But apparently they're gen- genetically identical to a humans. Oh, okay. So they made this virus and they came down here to test it on us. So uh, this what, virus... What assholes. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Takis. So the, the virus rewrites human DNA. It's a bioweapon. They drop it on us. It kills like 90% of the humans that it comes in, into contact with. Uh, of the remaining 10%, 9% uh, become what are called jokers. And they just get like disabilities and like like mutations that are non-beneficial and are like harmful and, and, and debilitating. Then the other 1% are called aces and they just become superheroes. Rad. So it's steampunky kind of World War II post alternate mm. history superhero book. Sort of written by George R. R. Martin and written by a ton of other, a whole bunch of other authors have have had like hands in it, cooks in the kitchen and whatnot. But it sounds really really cool. It's being put into production immediately, like as soon as the, it was announced, they're already working on it, and they're hoping to have the show out within like the next year or two. That's is crazy what I read. and yeah. awesome, mainly crazy. Yeah, but it does sound really really dope. Yeah, and uh, George R. R. Martin, <laughs> he came like he did like an interview, and he was like. I'm not really going to be directly working on this. I sort of just had a hand in like writing the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, because as may, some of you may remember or may have heard, I'm actually working on a game of Thrones book right now. <laughs> he did like a bit about it. That's awesome. But yeah, so he's not going to be getting jammed up on wins a winner to work on this, which is really good. Um, yeah. Cause I'm, I mean, it's kind of like the, the Sean Murray thing. Like people are probably ready to kill 
George R. R. Martin because the book's not out, which is ridiculous, but right. it's humans, human People nature. But yeah, I'm really interested to see it, man. I yeah. hope it, I hope it does well, and I hope it's well made. Yeah, I'd actually be interested in reading some of this. I feel like if they're writing on the coattails of, of Thrones, which they obviously are, sure. and that's why this is being fast-tracked mm-hmm. incredibly hard. Coin- to coincide, basically, with right when Game of Thrones is going to be done yeah, on TV. Much. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, I hope it, I hope it, it turns out good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's such a cool premise and such a cool idea for, for a world, but yeah. it could be real shitty. Yeah. There's definitely, definitely. Uh, fictional, like, like sci-fi and fantasy television shows tend to be bad. Mm, yeah, definitely. I would say like eight times out of 10, they're fucking terrible. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it definitely has a lot of variables for me. The biggest one usually with sci-fi stuff is budget, but then also, and maybe this is budget as well, budgetary as well. But a lot of times sci-fi fantasy shows get really shitty actors. Yeah. I would say a large percentage of the time that's probably true. Not necessarily like they're like terrible, mm-hmm. but they're not good enough to carry the show. Mm-hmm. And there's no one else on the cast to sort of like hold that burden alone. Right, right. It's right. just a bunch of mediocre people or shitty people. Right. So hopefully, with George R. R. Martin's name at least even somewhat attached to it, hopefully that's not true. Yeah, they're gonna have, just throw some money at the problem. Yeah, throw some money at the problem. Get it uh, at least a decently solid. Because I mean. A lot of the Game of Thrones actors weren't huge actors, but they're good. Most of them. Yeah. I mean, they, they had a handful that are like, oh, okay. They had Sean Bean's name on the first season, but that mm-hmm. was basically just a bit to get people to watch, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm really pumped about this. I think it's going to be really, really cool. Yeah. I like the premise a lot. Yeah. I mean, you and I are both into alternate histories and superheroes. Mm-hmm. So, give me both. Do I'll take it. it. Yeah. I won't say no to that. <laughs> right. I wanted to talk about uh, another show that I've been watching that's called The Night Of. Well, we've both been watching it. And uh, it's an HBO show. It's an eight-parter. It's based on uh, a British show. I'm not sure if it's on BBC or not. But uh, that one was Probably called... Is. Yeah, usually. Uh, and that show was called Criminal Justice. And it ran in 08 to 09. So not that long ago, grand scheme of things. I don't know anything about that show. I haven't checked it out. I didn't want to accidentally spoiler myself. Right, right, so right. I specifically didn't look Very into that smart. show. Very smart. Yeah. Um, but it's mega cool. It's got John Saturo in it, and he's he's incredible. Yeah, he's always off the chain. Yeah, and he's he plays a lawyer in it. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. And then uh, there is Riz Ahmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he... From Nightcrawler. Yeah, yeah. He was like the, the secondary character uh, of Nightcrawler. And he's the main character of this. And without getting into it too terribly much, uh, basically what happens is he's just like a nerdy college kid. You could essentially just say he's accused of a, of a serious crime. And mm-hmm. it's kind of the process of him going through the proceedings of trying to defend himself and dealing mm-hmm. with detectives and lawyers and media and jail, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But he's, um, he's definitely like a fish out of water, like hard. Yeah. And, uh, it's really, really, really cool. And it's one of the most suspenseful shows that I've ever watched when it, when it wants to be, it's, it's, it's not one of those suspense shows where every single scene is suspenseful, but when it chooses to do so, it's in. Yeah. It'll give you anxiety. Yeah. I like it. There was some scenes in the first episode that I was struggling. Yeah. I was like struggling to get through it because I have really bad like secondary anxiety. But I mean, all that's awesome. It has a ton of awesome, awesome acting 
in it. Like a, a lot of the characters are great. The dialogue is fantastic. Yeah, the story is great so far. I'm I'm nervous about them finishing out. We only have three episodes left. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's five episodes out, but I highly recommend you you catch them. There, it's really really good. Yeah. So yeah, it's on HBO. There's going to be three more episodes, but yeah, just go go grab a hold of it if you can because I it's. It's well worth it. It's like I, I, I like can't stop thinking about it, and I'm I'm playing like Who Done It in my head, and I'm I'm really pumped to see where they go with it. And obviously, you know, with any murder mystery, and Danny and I've been talking about this, like it, with any mur- murder mystery, you always have the likelihood of it kind of just being like, oh, some weird twist at the end. But I hope not, and it doesn't seem like it's going to. Yeah, I hope it ends intelligently, and that they've yeah. actually like set everything up well, because so far it seems like they have, mm-hmm. but there is always the potential that they could just be like, here's this dumb ending that we right. like, it's not even really a twist. We just right. lied and like tricked you. Yeah, right. And sometimes for some reason, some, uh, some mysteries, some, some suspense shows do that. As I was telling Danny, like it's one of my biggest pet peeves with, with, uh, like mystery shows, murder mystery shows and movies in which I think that murder mysteries are the easiest genre to spot bad writing in. Oh yeah. Because it's easy to do it from in the beginning, right? It's easy to paint a mystery because you can just throw very little information and make it suspenseful. And then people just start filling in the blanks for themselves. Right. But then it's hard to follow that up in an intelligent way, but it looks like the show's going to do it. So I'm mega pumped about it. And I've been really, 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 really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, it airs on Sunday night. So it's a nice little mm-hmm. replacement for game of Thrones and preacher. <laughs> yeah. as we tend to just find the good shows come on Sunday night for whatever reason. Yeah. Very weird. Um, but yeah, again, like I said, there's five episodes out. The fifth episode just aired last night. We're recording this on a Monday. So it just aired last night on Sunday. By the time this airs, it'll be two days until this, there will only be two episodes left pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, seriously, very, very highly recommend. It's yeah. an incredible show. Yeah, I can't stop watching it. Yeah. I, I absolutely like, can not stop watching it. Yeah, I actually uh, rewatched the first episode a couple Did days you? ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. You notice things. It's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. You notice some shit. You, you, you might have noticed the first time, but you either forgot about right. or you just didn't notice. Yeah. Because like, oh, now the, you have context. The thing, the Damn. Thing. I might have to fucking take a gander. Yeah. You got to take a peep. <laughs> so in the uh, science and technology area, uh, this is something that sort of ties into something we've talked about a few times. It's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool. But I kind of wanted to go over... This, uh, this whole sort of concept of uh, laboratory-grown meat. Mm-hmm. And I actually found a thing today about the entire setup of a laboratory-grown or produced cheeseburger. Okay. Uh, including, like, bun, produce, cheese, meat. Um, so the meat we kind of know, right? Right. Uh, we've talked about it a few times. They're using stem cells and different techniques to just grow meat in a lab for, for you know, steak or burgers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first lab-grown burger was just a few years ago. Right, right. Like one or two, three maybe. Um, and that cost uh, $325,000 to produce at the time. And I, I'm sure you and I probably at the time were like, man, I can't wait in 20 years. Right. They're going to be printing off burgers. Well, uh, uh, as I was reading up today, it now cost $11 to grow a burger. $11. It's so wild. Um so that's super cool. There's also, if you're not into meat, there's also a veggie burger that some scientists are working on where they're using a yeast protein that is the same, um, the molecule that holds iron in blood. Oh, okay. So essentially you can make a vegetable protein burger that actually is like bloody. 
Like it's red really? and meaty and tastes like blood. Interesting. Yeah, so they're getting to where they can actually replicate actual <laughs> meat with vegetables. <laughs> so you can make a non-meat meat. Uh, so that's just for the patty. Uh, and then I was reading that there are some Chinese scientists who are working mm-hmm. on a way to synthesize starch from cellulose. So they can essentially make bread products from like wood and sawdust and shit. What? Yeah. So that's the goal. They're literally like, oh, we can make like pasta and bread from like fucking agricultural waste and like algae and like wood chips. Jesus. So that's, there you go. You have your bun now. Yeah. Uh, And then I was reading about, uh, this isn't necessarily like gene editing or anything wild Mm -hmm. like that, but with produce, they're working on getting the, the actual growing process so refined in a lab using, um, spectrally optimized led lighting pesticide free aeroponics and uh keeping it growing the growing the vegetables in a clean room okay and it's producing vegetables that are bigger like hardier more nutritious longer lasting um and actually supposedly according to these scientists actually taste better uh that's something that would need to be you know verified um but that's awesome and then this (laughs) the next thing is the cheese this is i thought this was the coolest one okay so quote biohackers uh, are essentially synthesizing milk proteins from bovine DNA and then injecting them into yeast. And yeast is just churning out milk that's indistinguishable from cow's milk. What? Yeah. You just biohack this yeast <laughs> to like just, term biohack. just shit out cow's milk. And apparently it's indistinguishable from regular cow's milk. And then you just make cheese as you normally would. Whoa. Yeah. That's wild. So you just you just DNA edit some yeast, throw them in a bowl. They just pit, they just piss milk out into the bowl, and you're like, cool, I got milk. Now I can just make whatever kind of cheese I want. What the fuck? Yeah, that's so cool. So also, we're heading towards just being able to make a cheeseburger out of nothing. Yeah, basically. out of trash and nothing. Yeah, give me some sawdust burgs. I'll I'll, I'll try anything twice. <laughs> I've had Taco Bell more than zero times. It's basically sawdust. Yeah, I like it. You ever had Taco Bell meat? Oh, yeah, it's delicious. That's well, that's wild though. I like that though. I like that. That's so cool. Just like we're 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 just gonna figure this out, and you're not gonna have to kill stuff anymore. Yeah, love it. It's like we're just. And again, like anyone who's listened to us at all mm-hmm. knows that we've talked about this topic like four or five times. Yeah. Garrett and I are both obsessed with like the zero scarcity utopian future. That's the, that's the future we hope for. Right. As opposed to the post Trump apocalypse nightmare hell that is inevitable. Um, right. we're pretending that we're going to be on the, the, not the darkest timeline when in reality we very obviously are. Right. Yeah, man. Just like every time you look this up, the progress that's been made since the last time you read about it is like unfucking believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's we're, one of those. We're going to have just like freeze burgers. <laughs> Like in just a couple of years, that's not like Victor freeze. That's like free, like a free, you guys got it. You know what I meant? I still like the term. Also, I'm going to go back to fucking biohackers, which is the coolest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Get you a hack. There's a dude out there. That's just like, what's your job? Uh, I'm a biohacker. That dude yep. exists. More than one of those dudes. Exists. I, made, I made yeast that just pisses cow's milk out into a, into a fucking bucket. <laughs> he probably doesn't use the, the, the word piss. Just Maybe a minute that. ago. Just a minute ago. I Googled do spiders piss. And I felt like it was very scientific. I learned the word nitrogenous in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> But Google Google corrected you to pee. Yeah, way to go, Google. You fucking adult. <laughs> yeah, I Googled do spiders piss, and Google was like, do spiders pee pee? So break it down so the people don't have to Google it. 
So, man, I'm just going to look it up again so that I can it, say it. Because it. it's really cool and I didn't know. Because you would just assume that the answer is yes. But this is the shit we talk about. This is real. This is what we talk about when we're not on the podcast. And, and unfortunately, we are now talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast. So, spiders have structures designed to get rid of nitrogenous waste. These are called malpigian tubules and function in a manner similar to our own kidneys. Spiders don't produce urine like we do, but do produce uric acid, which doesn't dissolve in water and is a near solid. So, essentially, spiders just drop out little pee-pee pellets. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is And they cool. get rid of their nitrogenous wastes. I like it. Nitrogenous is the buzzword of the day, in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> it, is, it is of nitrogen. Anyhow. Uh, of or pertaining to nitrogen. This is the science and technology section of the podcast, and that is your lesson for today. <laughs> Today's buzzword is nitrogenous. Please use nitrogenous in a sentence. <laughs> I'm... I'm a fresh cow we, manure. We need to start, we need to start doing a uh, word word of the days for all, for all the podcasts. Fresh cow manure is very nitrogenous. I love it. So I'm going to talk about different kinds of science and tech, but similar in vain to like future that I want to be living in potentially. So I'm going to preface this with, I have no fucking clue if this works. So I found this Kickstarter. This could just be quack tech. Yeah, yeah. This absolutely could potentially be 100% false, but whatever. It's cool. It's cool to tell them about. Yeah, so I found this Kickstarter that's called Superbrain 2. It's the second one. Yeah, that concerns me. Yeah, yeah. What happened to Superbrain 1? Uh, so apparently it just wasn't as good and it was much Somebody more... Somebody disproved it. <laughs> no, they were saying that uh, it, it wasn't as good, like the output of the frequencies, spoiler alert, foreshadowing, wasn't as good. <laughs> Um, God, <laughs> and uh, it was more expensive. So they said that they made it better and cheaper, as you do, right? Like a burger. Yep. So what it is is it's this headband that you put on, and it provides your brain, your noggin, with neurofeedback. And they say, in their words, I'm going to quote, that it will help with study, sleep, learning, insomnia, to relieve stress. And game concentration. So, as of right now, they've raised 42K uh, of 15.5K. Oh, it's a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. And uh, it, it has about 10 days left. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it ends on August 19th. But, yeah, so how it works is you put this little headband on, and it connects to a little device that you actually control. It actually looks a hell of a lot like the original, original uh, iPods. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so you like select what you want to do. So you select like sleep or you select studying or whatever. Learn about spider pee. <laughs> yeah. And then supposedly it just glaps your brain with some frequencies. And it, I just don't know. Man. Yeah, I know. I, I know. feel like I'm unsclappable. <laughs> supposedly it has some like actual reputable science behind it that they did studies with. But it looked like it was like what from what was on the Kickstarter, it's one study and it was with cats. Right. So I'm like But do they have like proprietary fuel cells that you have to buy from them and replace it? I don't I don't think so. Uh it looked like you just had to buy the the band and the the Dillamajig and then you just you I mean, don't get me wrong, you look like a fucking idiot wearing this goddamn headband. Yeah. But I mean I guess you could dress it up and you wouldn't look like you we're out of the ordinary and just have a right. headband on. You just wear a tube over it. <laughs> I'm but, kind of on the same page as you. Like, 
I do want that to be real. Sure, yeah. But it kind of sounds like Dwight Hokum to me. <laughs> that a, uh, thank that you. A, that was an old as fuck country reference, and I loved it. Um, yeah, it absolutely does seem like it could be malarkey. But it could be real. I don't fucking know. I would like for them to have provided any studies that were done with actual humans right. instead of just like, hey, we did this thing to cats. These cats really seem smarter. Yeah, after yeah, we did they're this. smart as fuck. I don't know. It said that you could just you could just glap them with some fucking frequencies. <laughs> what is glap? That is that the word of the day? Yeah. <laughs> That's the that's the made up word of the, the day. The uh, onomatopoeia of the day is "glap." Yeah, um, I like using two consonants that it just really usually hurts. don't go together. It Really hurts. "Glap." Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I, I hope it's real. I don't know. Uh, if you're listening to this in the future after this fucker comes out and this thing's <laughs> real, you fucking send us an email, hit us up. And uh, tell us that it's real or not. I'm always looking for new ways to go to sleep. Yeah, I just, I, I just love that they were like, "It's." Uh, I'm going to read them again, partially. Study, sleep, learning, insomnia. Yeah, they yeah, definitely yeah, insomnia. They definitely <laughs> it definitely does two things, and they hit up with the source. <laughs> Snoozing, <laughs> smarts. Getting them brains up. I loved it because it reminded me of like when you're in high school. Nap time. And you had to like, you you had to write a paper and it was like, okay, right. You're like two page double spaced paper. And you were like, oh, Joe Christ. To yeah, you. yeah. I have to like say the same sentence like four more times. And it reminded me of that. It's like study and learning. <laughs> well, head, how do you do one without it, the other? It'll help your head and your mind <laughs> and your brain too. Yeah. Going to Paris, maybe France, <laughs> which is two different places, right? So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's real. Let us know, people. Super super brain two people, reach out to us and tell us how you found out that it works with humans. Yeah, just strap it on, <laughs> and you know, see if it'll help you get smarter. If it'll help you learn. If it'll help you become more intelligent. I was just I was ho- I was if like it'll help you gain knowledge. Maybe 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 it would even if it didn't work in a real scientific sense. Maybe it would work just from fucking psychosomatic, some psychosomatic shit of like I put this motherfucking headband on y'all. I'm smart as hell. That, that episode of It's Always Sunny where Charlie thought he was smart. Yes, exactly like that. Classic. So yeah, maybe maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's Maybelline, but. I'll strap one on. I swear to gosh. Yeah, I was like, man, I'd be willing to try it out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would. Maybe, maybe it would make me. Yeah, if it would just put me to sleep better. That's a, be, I'm telling you, that'd be worth a hundred bones right there. A headband that helps you with sleep and helps you with insomnia. That's two for the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> so. As we said earlier, No Man's Sky is coming out tonight. No Man's Sky. So it already came out once you're listening to this. Oh, yeah. Once you listen to this, I'm already going to be just a corpse, a fat, bloated, pale corpse in my bed. (laughs) I died there because I didn't move and I got some sort of a fucking embolism Mm -hmm. while also starving to death and dehydrating. Yeah, that happened through time. And sleep deprivation. So this is, uh, you're listening to this posthumously. Oh. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. So yeah, mega pumped about it. We can't shut up about it. It's been real, real crazy around and, here. And we can never shut up anyway, so imagine. It's, yeah. 
So yeah, it's coming out. If you didn't already know about it, it's going to be the best game ever. Probably. So uh, as of right now that we're recording this, it comes out, it unlocks in four hours. Yeah. So I just realized that we've never really talked about what no man's sky is. Is that true? Yeah, we've always just been like, No Man's Sky comes out in a few months. We've we, never talked about it. We've mostly about just done it as like a bit. Yeah. We haven't one time talked about what it is? Really? Yeah. We've never actually discussed No Man's Sky. I've never listened to the podcast, so I didn't know. <laughs> so, like the rest of our friends. Oh, so No Man's Sky is a space game that comes out in a few hours in which you just do whatever the fuck you want, but the universe of the game is the biggest game universe that's ever been created. By like factors yeah nothing has ever even come close what is it 15 15 quintillion 17 quintillion it's uh 15 sounds right quadrillion quadrillion yeah so that's a fuckload of planets yeah that it's so many that 18 18 quadrillion planets yeah popped into my head tight so yeah it's so many that they they couldn't test them all so they had to build like bots they had to like design bots to go through the game and just like go take screenshots of different planets of as many planets as possible and they still couldn't even come close but yeah. they just had to get a large enough sample to to you know to de- determine if everything was working yeah. correctly. it's something like if you could instantly travel to every planet in the game for one second it would still take longer than the universe in real life has actually existed to explore every planet in the game yeah it's real real real, real wild yeah, but it's all procedurally generated. So essentially, they just wrote some math mm-hmm. that just the math runs, and this entire world, this entire universe existed. Right on the first day. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the first day, uh, Sean Murray <laughs> created light. Anyway, got weird with it, but uh, yeah, it's this massive sci-fi space exploration game where mm-hmm. you fly around to all these random planets. Every player starts in a completely different location. The universe is so big that even with millions of players, you'll pretty much never run into anyone. You're, it, the odds of running into another player are like decimals. Yeah, and you just find random ass shit. You just find randomly generated bizarre ass animals and plants and planets and and ores and fucking crystals and you build ships and you yeah. fucking shoot stuff and you mine and you yeah. f- trade with aliens. Yeah. Fuck. So basically, even though it is a multiplayer game, they, it even says like on Steam it says single player because even though there will be multiplayer within the game, like Danny just said, the, the likelihood of you ever running into a player is basically zero. Uh, yeah, actually, Sean Murray, again, mm-hmm. today, just like six hours ago, tweeted, like, let me be perfectly clear, No Man's Sky is not a multiplayer game. Get it out of your head. Really? Yeah. I Dang. just saw it on Twitter like Dang. five minutes ago. Yeah. and But it's funny because people keep doing it. Like, I even keep seeing it on Facebook. People are like, oh, we're crewing up. Yep, and we're going like, to team up and build a ship. And, yeah, and I'm like, how, did you miss it? How did how, how did you not know? But anyway, whatever. The game looks incredible. We've seen a few um, little play, little small like demos. It looks absolutely beautiful. It's, it has a very unique art style. It's uh, got some really cool palettes. It's a little cartoonish in a good way. It looks incredible. But yeah, everything, basically everything in the game is procedurally generated. So from your ships to your tools that you get to your weapons that you get, everything in the game creatures planets the aliens that you come across their language the sounds that the uh, that the creatures make yeah all of it yeah it's just like they put like 
millions of different variables. Yeah. So everyone's game will be 100% different every time they play. Yeah. But you totally can theoretically, although the chances are, are very small, you can totally like go to a planet. Like I could go to a planet that Danny had been to theoretically and like it would show that like he could name something and I could see it like, and it would show, I think it would show your player name, right? So yeah, I did. <clears throat> it would show what I named them and my player name. Um, I did see a tweet just a minute ago that somebody tried to name something goat bag and it said it was not allowed. Oh, cool. So apparently cool. we're not going to see a bunch of like cock snot and dick cool. teeth and fucking what was the yo mama's dick. <laughs> we're not like I've assumed for years that the whole game was going to be as soon as you found someone else's planet. It was just like penis. Yeah. Yeah. And dick tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sad, sad phallus. That was <laughs> dick tears. That's the hardest I've ever laughed on the podcast, dude. I just laughed. the as the ugliest laugh that's ever come out of me, which is like Guinness World Record because all my laughs are fucking hedges. I also just said laughs, like as if the plural of laugh is like wolves and leaves. Anyway, <laughs> fucking got me in a tattoo that says dick tears. That's the fucking funniest shit you've ever said. And this over here, this fish is called dick tears. It just, it just I feel like a plebe for saying cock's not. Like, that's not even funny. I feel like trash. But the point of all this is to say that you can't name things dick tears in the game. (laughs) You can probably throw some weird characters. But there's been like there's been like cartoons and like comic strips made just about that joke. Yeah. Like there was that the guy Weeble stuff, the guy who's Mm -hmm. done like the fucking badger, badger, badger video Mm -hmm. and all that shit. He made a cartoon like a year ago that was just like, oh look, this this animal is called the fucking taint monster. Right, uh, and yeah. then you just sent me that control delete comic strip yeah. today that they did a bit about it. Yeah. But I saw a tweet that apparently there are not allowed words. That's awesome. So That's it's, fucking cool. People are going to have to be like, throw a zero in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Penis, penis with a three instead of an E. <laughs> yeah. Dick tears with that, four instead of an A. <laughs> well, that was my, honestly, yeah. Like, like that, that is, that is a concern of mine. Like yeah. I told you the other day, it, like it's, it will super break immersion if you get, Yeah. And like it sucks because that's the point. That's the whole point of the game is that like that's why it's still multiplayer, but it's you, basically like a, su- a yeah. single player experience because they want you to feel isolated. But you'll every once in a while, you, the, the very slim chance you'll happen across someone else's planet and you'll see what they've named things. But Garrett and I both agree that if you get there and everything is named like Balfro, <laughs> it's gonna take you out of the game. It's right, gonna break yeah. immersion. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, that so so to get back into it, just to get into more of how incomprehensibly huge the game is. Not only is it almost impossible that you'll never run into a person, they even said that there are so many planets that like the likelihood of two players going to the same planet ever, like yeah. days and years apart. So basically every planet that you go to, you're going to be the only person ever that will go there. Like there will be overlap at some point, like the statistical But it's literally like a decimal. Yeah. Like a hundredth place decimal. Yeah. Which is insane to me. Also, I found this out today. So... We've all been like talking, you know, because, okay, so getting into it, like kind of the main point of one of the pathways of the game, because there are several ways to play it, but there's one kind of goal is to get to the center of the, or I'm sorry, center of the galaxy. But I kept thinking that that was like for everyone, it was one point. Mm -hmm. That's not true. Right. Because there's multiple galaxies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, it's so it's, there's multiple galaxies. So you, you just have to get to the center of the one that you start in. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not the same for everyone, which no, is yeah, fucking we, rad. We, we we won't even be in the same galaxy together. 
Yeah, that's insanity. Which again, like that's why it jams me up when people are like, let's team up. I can't wait to see you in the yeah, game. Yeah. It's not going to fucking happen unless yeah. they add a feature that makes it happen. Yeah. As so, the game is built right now, it's never going to happen. Right. So what's really neat, well, to preface that, actually. So a couple of weeks ago, I think, or it was about two weeks ago, some fucking scumbags. Yeah, let's just let's just call it, call it what it is. Yeah, some scumbags got a hold of the game. They threw money at the problem, and they Thou- thousands of dollars. Yeah, and they got copies of the game before the game was out because they're dickheads. One of them specifically started. I think his name is Captain Dickhead on his birth certificate. <laughs> he started actually like like streaming it and like putting up videos and shit. Uh, I don't know if he was like live streaming it, but he started putting up like videos of him playing it, posting all sorts of fucking shit of what he was doing in the game, and which is like for people like me and Danny, like we don't want that shit. Yeah, I don't want to know, you know, until I start playing the game. I don't, I don't want the any information about the game. I don't even want to see any more fucking trailers, right? I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like eight months ago, maybe then, but like, dude, we'll get the game in a fucking week. I can wait, bro. Anyway, what the fuck ever. This dude couldn't. So money the he's already annoying. Yo, yeah. But dude apparently found some like exploits within the game, some glitches or what, whatever. And he was able to like, quote unquote, beat the game. You can't really beat the game. Right. But he was able to like get to the center of his galaxy like mega quick in like three or four days or some shit because he was specifically abusing some shit within the game, which no, he wasn't like he didn't put in any cheats or anything, but he did find some like game breaking shit. Anyway, so with that in mind, there were some good things that came out of this. And so there is a day one update. We actually just downloaded it uh, just a minute ago, uh, right before we started doing the podcast today. We uh, it are, It's already up on PlayStation Network, so we already got it, and it's really neat. But yeah, day one patch, and then I really wanted to specifically talk about that because it's really mega fucking cool. I do want to preface that with, before I get into it and before I read some of this off, they did post that like there is, is some spoilers, but I didn't really feel like there was spoilers in it. But um, just in case, you might want to skip this. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, just, it's really just gameplay mechanics that they added, but you might not want to know. Yeah, but it does say, quote, beware, these notes contain some spoilers. Here's some things that our team has been working on for the last four or five weeks, end quote. So yeah, so I'm going to read them. I don't think they're spoilers at all. And I, I, what's funny is I didn't read that line. I, I didn't realize that they were spoilers at all. So I just read them. But it, then I, I showed it to Aaron and he was like, oh, I didn't read it because of spoilers. And I was like, no, not any spoilers. But anyway, whatever. So I want to get into it. But um, so first and foremost, the three paths, there are now new unique quote unquote paths you can follow through the game. You must start the game on a fresh save. This is referring to the people so basically, just to quickly summarize, all the people who got the early copy of the game got fucked because they played an incomplete beta copy and they're going to lose their save file and everything that they saw is going to be different. Yeah. They're changing. They basically rerun the algorithm. So everything all these people saw is going to be obliterated. They can't even find the same. The places that they saw don't even right. exist anymore. Right. In addition to their save file being erased and the game being completely changed mechanically. Yeah. Which is so, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. They paid thousands of dollars to play not even the same game pretty much. Which is awesome. And I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, Fuck that guy. So it says you must start the game on a fresh save with the with the patch uh, as early choices have significant impact on what you see later in the game and the overall experience. The next point is the universe. We changed the rules of the universe generation algorithm. Planets have moved. Environments have changed biomes. Galaxies have altered shape, all to create greater variety earlier. Uh, galaxies are now up to 10 times larger than they were. 
So yeah, getting just reiterating what Danny just said. They changed everything. Diversity. Creatures are now more diverse in terms of ecology and density on planets, which is fucking rad. Planets. We've added dead moons, low atmosphere, and extremely hazardous planets. Extreme hazards include blizzards and dust storms, which is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of dust storms in games. Um, Mad Max off chain. Oh, yeah. Atmosphere. Space, nighttime, and day skies are now four times more varied due to new atmospheric systems, uh, which refract light much more accurately to allow for more intense sunsets. That sounds rad. Planet rotation. Playtesting has made it obvious people are struggling to adjust to to this during play, so its effects have been reduced further. So I guess that's that's something that came from these dudes playing it early, so that's a good thing, I guess. Still hate them. Terrain generation. Caves up to 128 meters tall are now possible. Geometric anomalies have been added. Underwater erosion now leads to more interesting seabeds, which gets to another aspect of the game I'm definitely not going to be enjoying. I'm fucking, I'm You're going to dip in? Oh, yeah. My balls are wet. I don't like aquatic creatures, everybody. In real life, that's not a bit. I actually don't like aquatic creatures. Even in video games, they kind of freak me out. I can deal with them usually if I need to. Like, I played Black Flag, and I went swimming with the sharks etc i didn't enjoy it and you had to pause every once in a while i did have to pause i had to set it down um it's but you, you start to get desensitized you do you absolutely do like i like after i got attacked a couple times each time in black flag i could start rolling with it right. a little more so i think i'll be able I'll, once i get some like cool laser guns in no man's sky i'm sure that i can roll with it a little bit better ship diversity uh, a wider variety of ships appear per star system and are available to purchase cargo and installed technology now vary more and ships have a more unique attributes so that's fucking rad so getting into that as we kind of mentioned uh, a, a bit ago there are npc alien races mm-hmm. and you are going to be able to interact and trade with them buy from them buy ships from them buy tools from them trade goods uh, do trade routes. Uh, one potential way to play the game is to not do combat at all and just focus on doing like cargo runs. So you can just become a freighter, which is fucking rad. Uh, that's something that I love in space games. I absolutely love getting into trading and doing like trade runs, finding good trade runs. That's something that's really, really fun for me. It's not a grind for me. I, I actually do enjoy doing it. So this is something that really, really excites me about this game. Inventory. Ship inventories now store five times more resources resources per slot. Suit inventories now store 2.5 times more per slot. This encourages exploration and gives freedom from the beginning. We're probably going to increase this even further in the next update for people in the latter game phases and will allow greater trading potential. This is, this is cool. Again, we don't even know a difference in this because we didn't play the game before it came out yeah, so. we aren't fucking dick tears <laughs> somebody's finding the planet what a dick tears that's graphic <laughs> just got a little slit um uh, <laughs> trading so as we were just talking about trading is deeper star systems and planets each have their own wants and needs based off galactic economy first and foremost the words I, galactic economy i had that already Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I was telling you and and what I was talking to Aaron about that I feel like they did this on purpose, and I feel like a lot of games they do. Might have. And I feel like that's a lot of games have day one big ass patches. Mm-hmm. Almost every game now has it. I feel like they do this shit on purpose because they know assholes are gonna fucking leak the game, and they know that some of the fucking copies are gonna get slipped out a little bit ahead of time because there's no other reasoning 
for me, unless they just caught something real, real late, right as it was shipping for every goddamn game to have a fucking day one patch. I feel like they do this shit on purpose. I feel like this is just too much shit. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I I hate it when it slips out early. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, I love the words galactic economy. I'm fucking jazz hands about it. Uh, I just saw, based off the galactic economy, uh, I'm there. (laughs) Excuse me? Yeah. Observing these is the key to successful trading. We still... Oh, there's a typo. We still working on adjusting this based on how everyone plays, but all trading values have been rebalanced across the galaxy, giving a greater depth. A bunch of trade exploits were uncovered and have now been removed. So again, I guess this is another silver lining from the fucking dick tears fucking getting <laughs> get, get, fucking dick tears, getting involved in the game a little bit early. Fucking calm dumpsters. Feeding. Creatures now have their own diet based on planet and climate. Feeding them correctly will yield different results per species, such as mining for you, protecting the player, becoming pets, alerting you to rare loot, or pooping valuable resources. Now, as we've sp- talked about before, and if anyone knows who I am, which you probably know, I fucking love pets in games. It's basically my favorite mechanic in games. I love pets in games. This is my favorite. Thing How much longer are these notes? Because I'm starting to, I'm getting antsy. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm about sorry. to get an ulcer. Okay, sorry. Um, there's actually quite a few. God damn it. Eh, four hours. Eh, it's too many. Too many hours. Uh, survival. Recharging uh, hazard protection requires rare resources, making shield shards useful again. We don't even know what the fuck a shield shard is, so... I guess that's stuff from the spoilers. Storms can be deadly. Hazard protection and suit upgrades have been added. Liquids are often more dangerous. Graphical effects, lighting and texture resolutions have been improved. Shadow quality has doubled. Temporal AA, I have no idea what that is. Didn't make it in time, but it's so close. Atmospheric effects? No, no, that would be an E. (laughs) You said that's the second time you said that today, and both times I was sad. Sorry, I just realized. Don't be mean. Balancing, several hundred upgrades have had stat changes, mainly exosuit and ship, but also weapon. New upgrades have been added. Combat, auto-aim and weapon aim have been completely rewritten to feel more gentle in general, but stickier when you need it. I don't know. Can you say say all that that shit? It slipped out early. (laughs) Sentinels now alert each other uh, if they haven't been dealt with quickly. Space combat, advanced techniques have been introduced like break, drifting, which is... I don't know what that is, but it sounds dope. This uh, is Tokyo. Oh, love it. Critical hits, bounty missions, and larger battles now occur. Pirate frequency has been increased as well as difficulty depending on your cargo. Ah, exploits. Infinite warp cell exploit and rare goods trading exploit, among others, removed. People using these cheats were ruining the game for themselves, but people are weird and can't stop themselves. And they even did like a little emoji like like a shrugging emoji. Wah, wah. And this was literally specifically for the that, people. Yeah, that dude. That dude. That's how he did like quote unquote beat the game in, in like, like three days. Yeah. Is exactly that. He was, a, he was like abusing that thing. And it was like, he doesn't even know what an exploit is. Cause he said like, I'm not using exploits. This is just in the game. It's like yeah. the developers call it an exploit. Yeah. It's a fucking exploit. Yeah. If you find something that just gives you infinite resources, if you just use it over and over again, you're exploit. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what it is. Yeah, you're playing the game in a way that it's not meant to be played. Anywho, the guy's obviously a fucking 
I don't even know. Something gross. <laughs> Stability, foundations for building on super large planets, resolved several low repro crashes, in particular when players warped further than 256 light years in one session, which was, in parentheses, which was only possible due to warp cell exploit above. Um, so yeah, he was jumping like more than 256 light years at once, which is a little, little, little bit of a lot. Uh, space stations, interiors are now more varied. Bars, trade rooms, and hydroponic labs have been added. Networking. So this is a cool part. So that, so this leads me to believe that this is going to be later on after some more updates. Maybe they are going to add in more multiplayer functionality. Networking. The ability to scan star systems other players have discovered on the galactic map, increasing the chance of collision, which I'm taking is that they mean for two players to run into one another. Uh, star systems discovered by other players appear during galactic map flight. So that's fucking dope. So you'll be able to see the, the places where other players have been, which is fucking dope. Ship scanning. Scanning for points of interest from your ship is now possible. Buildings generate earlier and show up on ship scans. Flying over terrain, pop-in, and shadow ar- artifacts have been reduced. Generation speed has been increased twofold. Planets with large bodies of water will be targeted next update. And then writing. The Atlas Path has been rewritten by James Swallow, writer on Deus Ex, and me. I think it speaks to the overarching theme of player freedom and more clearly now. Early mission text has been rewritten to allow for multiple endings. So yeah. Um, then he says, next up, in the next update, we're adding the ability to build bases, which fucking sign me up, and own giant space freighters. Temporal AA and my new cloud rendering tech should be coming soon too. It will really change the game again and enhance it visually. So he finishes up with the universe we've built is a pretty large canvas. We've got a lot of ideas. This is the type of game we want to be. Oh, I love it. I love it. Four hours. Oh my Christ. Four hours of meaning. That's how long it took him to read all those fucking passionate. Hey, fuck yo. So I'm fucking pumped. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm fucking mega, 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 <sighs> mega, mega, mega pumped. I can't believe we made it, man. Yeah, we've been we've been following this game for a couple of years now, and uh, we we I mean we've brought it up a million times on the podcast uh, as a jest because it got delayed. There were a few delays in the game, and uh, yeah, I just never thought that we would actually get to sit down and play it. And that's so fucking insane that it's it's downloaded on my PlayStation right now. Yeah, you're just waiting three hours and forty seven minutes from now. It's just going to unlock, and we're going to go because I have self control. Unlike some fucking dickheads. Well, we have self-control and also not $1,300 to spend on a copy of the game. That's still, a huge part of it. I still wouldn't do it. Oh, yeah. If I had $1,300, $1, I'd be buying way all kinds of other cool shit. Yeah, yeah. I could wait on a goddamn video game. Even one that I, I care about this much, I could fucking wait. Well, now also, you know, we've hindsight being 2020, we know that he played some shit version of the game. <laughs> that's That's the best part to me, is that they're fully just like, the game is better in every way now. Yeah. So all that stuff that he just read, they didn't get any of that. Yeah. And I skipped some. Idiots. Yeah. I actually Idiots. like skipped some. So like the game is more beautiful in every way. It's bigger. It's better. It's longer. It's uncut. It's fucking just <laughs> every it's stickier when you need it. <laughs> yeah. So everything about the game is better. And it's just insane to me that like some dipshit was like, I'm just going to throw. I fucking can't. Yeah, I'm going to throw $1,300 away to play basically like an alpha build of this game a week a week or two before it fucking comes that out. Me, that gave me fucking chills. Yeah. 
It's so fucking stupid. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, we were already annoyed with the idiot, but then as soon as they announced all these patch notes, I was just like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stupid. (laughs) Yeah, you know that dude named everything Dick Tears. (laughs) Planet Dick Tears, Planet Dick Tears Jr. That's the dude. He he was just bopping to planets. Dick Tears the third. Let me name all these planets just like... I vote for Trump and like... (laughs) Trumpsburg. Yeah, he's just that dude. Life is like a hurricane. (laughs) So, kind of hard to follow up No Man's Sky, but uh, talking about some movie stuff, and this is sort of a little bit TV related, uh, I was reading a little bit about the Duffer Brothers today, Mm -hmm. the guys who made um, Stranger Things. Right. Um, Matt and Ross Duffer. So I was reading about how, and this actually sort of directly, in a way, led to them making stranger things um they were doing an interview because they're obsessed with like the 80s and like stephen king and like um john carpenter uh and they were doing an interview with uh the hollywood reporter and the interviewer just happened to ask them would you there's a bunch of new stephen king stuff coming out mm-hmm. uh, um, dark tower etc uh, would you have liked to have directed one of those yeah because you you love stephen king and they said yeah we would have loved to direct it in fact, we asked. We tried to do it. Whoa. So uh, they did a, a horror movie a couple of years ago called, uh, I think it's called Hidden. Um, I actually just tried watching it yesterday, um, and I didn't. I wasn't super into it. I don't think it's necessarily a bad movie. It just didn't hook me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that got picked up by uh, Warner Brothers. Okay. Uh, that got picked up by Warner Brothers, and that kind of led to them sort of getting in with the studios. Mm-hmm. And they asked, hey, can we... Because at this point, the It remake was kind of already in talks. Sure. Uh, but this was a long time ago. Uh, and they said, hey, can we can we do this? Right. And Warner Brothers said no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they did want to. It's something that they tried to get. and then But that kind of getting in with Warner Brothers ended up leading to them eventually getting to make uh, Stranger Things. And then funny enough, later on, after this all went down, um, they said that they're actually glad that they didn't get to make it. Oh, okay. The reason being because specifically it had the most impact on them both like career wise and what they've read and what they've written and what they've wanted to make and what they've made. And they're not sure that they'd really want to take on the responsibility of doing a Stephen King work and accidentally maybe fucking it up. Yeah. Yeah. But they said with stranger things, it's their own work. So if they fucked it up, uh, they're not disappointing someone else. They're just disappointing themselves. Sure. Yeah. So now that this happened and they made stranger things and it's a hit and right. it is being made with a different team. They're actually like now, now that we're in this position, we're glad we didn't make it Interesting. because we would have been terrified to fuck it up and disappoint Stephen King. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's, that's not a bad mindset to have. No, no, I mean, not at all. Yeah. I mean that, that, that speaks to how much it, that property matters to them. And right. I, I think that's, that's pretty noble. Of and, them, and you honestly. can definitely, if you watch stranger things, you, it screams Stephen King. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like it, it pretty much like is in your face, like slapping you with something that has Stephen King written on it. Yeah. Yeah. Slapping you in the face with a copy of the shining. Um, <laughs> and like yeah. fire starter. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, I, yeah, I just thought that was cool. And I think it's funny that the, the interviewer just happened to ask them. Yeah. That Would is you ever cool. want to direct like a Stephen King thing? Oh, we tried to do that. We asked somebody, and they told us no because nobody knew who the fuck we were. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. That yeah. was kind of like that that thing you sent me of uh, Preacher where uh, Seth Rogen was talking about the different characters and they were talking about Assface, Arseface. And he was like, I, at one point, he like pulled up an email on his phone and was like, at one point, I was trying to play yeah. that character. Yeah. And I sent an email when I was like a nobody 
to be like, if you're going to make this, can I play this character? And I was like, that's so fucking And now cool. he's like producing the fucking show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. I really like those dudes. I'm really excited about Stranger Things. And as much as it would have been cool to see them do it, I'm glad that they didn't now because we might not have ever gotten Stranger yeah, Things. Absolutely. Or it might have just been later. It could have been changed. There's an alternate timeline. <laughs> um, well, and yeah, and, and it's one of those things that like anytime that someone does someone else's thing, they can kind of get shoehorned into doing that for forever True. or at least for a long time. And, True. So, and yeah, some people get locked into that where it's like those dudes probably have amazing ideas, yeah. but they're just the guys that redo films. But now they're all set up to just do their own shit. Yeah. So probably yeah, and, infinitely. Yeah. And that's absolutely. I mean, I read that thing where, uh, one of the big wigs at Netflix fully said it. Like, I think his words were, it would be stupid not to do a sequel to stranger things. Yeah. And that's absolutely true. And because it's their IP, even though it's heavily influenced by Stephen King, they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. And that's a much better position to be in than just the guys that redid a, you know, a very well-known work. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, cool. You did it. But Stephen King wrote it, bro. (laughs) Right. 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 Like he, he, it's already been made into like a, a really well regarded movie. You didn't really have much to fuck up looking at you, M. Night Shyamalan. So <laughs> I'm still salty about that. <laughs> Jesus. Having a perfect framework. I was drinking water just then when he said that and I almost did a spit take. <laughs> Having a perfect framework for something and then just utterly fucking. One of up. the greatest IPs. Yeah. I would say probably in the top five. It doesn't talk, make sense. We're talking about Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah. So. Getting kind of into that same little vein, I wanted to kind of talk about... Names in this vein. (laughs) I wanted to kind of talk about two different things within uh, the comic book realm. uh, One in Marvel, one in DC. So the first is... uh, So Brie Larson got cast as Captain Marvel, which we'd already talked about. Mm -hmm. But it's really neat. So she posted a a photo of her studying for the role Mm -hmm. in like a Captain Marvel... um, Maybe like a hoodie, a hoodie? or maybe yeah, like something like pajamas that. or something. Yeah, which is the coolest goddamn thing yeah. ever. She's like laying on a couch, like with covers on her, like wearing like a Captain Marvel hoodie, uh, like reading a Captain Marvel graphic novel already. And that movie's like three years away. It's the coolest thing that could ever happen. So Danny and I had been talking about this that, and I think actually I think we had already talked about it on the podcast that mm-hmm. like that's that it's always cool to see people do their fucking homework. Mm-hmm. It's like the best thing that could possibly happen because as we were just talking about, about the Stranger Things guys, when you care about something. When you're passionate about the material and the world and the characters, it shines. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Case in fucking point, John Bernthal is Punisher. Yeah. He he read like hundreds of Punisher comics for that role and it fucking is, you can smell it. Yeah. you, you, You can instantly tell when it has been done and when it hasn't. Peter Parker, dude, from the new from the new uh, Civil War. Yeah, you could just fucking tell. I mean, it's there's something there, and I think it's more easily discernible in comic book franchises yes. in, in, in comic book films. And it also, you know, it doesn't help that the comic book industry has like the most rabid fans in the world. You know, and these are beloved characters to us, and we get very, very, very attached to them. And so, I I really appreciate and respect that that she's doing that that Bree's doing this and i can't wait i was already pumped up about that movie but i'm 10 billion times more pumped up about it now because i know that she's she's doing that she's getting into the character she's she's reading the source material it's gonna be awesome 
So I wanted to talk about another thing that I, I had done a little bit of research into that was Jesse Eisenberg, which I like Jesse Eisenberg. This is the antithesis of this. Yeah, exactly. I want to talk about the flip side of this. So Jesse Eisenberg played Lex Luthor in um, Batman versus Superman. Dawn of justice. <laughs> and so now I, I did a little bit of research into it. And so it seems like they've pretty much confirmed, if not just outright confirmed that he wasn't actually playing Lex. He's playing Lex Jr. And right. I just never included the junior, which makes more sense. Yeah. And, and specifically, apparently Snyder was interested in, in Brian Cranston doing Lex, mm-hmm. which I'm boned up. That's like that. That would be like the most incredible goddamn thing in the world. Yeah. Well, I thought that was like a rumor before Jesse Eisenberg was. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently he fully was like in talks to do it and then it fell through. But apparently Zack Snyder has hinted that it could still happen in the future. Mm -hmm. So maybe he is fully just still alive and like faked his own death or maybe he, I don't know, did something. He's in some cryo freeze chamber somewhere. Maybe he's, he did fake his own death. And he's going to a Lazarus pit. I don't fucking know. But apparently, it's hinted that he could potentially still be. Kryptonian cloning technology. Yeah, yeah. He could still potentially be in. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because now, now uh, the Lex that we saw that Jesse Eisenberg did, um, he has like shitloads of information. And he fully told the system, like, teach me. So, yeah, and he cloned Doomsday. Yeah. So, so yeah, he, he could potentially just bring his dad back. Yeah. So, speaking to this, uh, literally, as we were researching this episode just an hour ago, mm-hmm. I saw that they just officially announced that they are doing a Man of Steel sequel. Yeah, 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 um, which is mega cool. Yeah. So, I mean, there there it is. Yeah. Superman comes back to life. Lex Luthor comes back to life. That you would have be the real true showdown. Yeah. If, Brian Cran- if they brought Brian Cranston in as real Lex... Because I felt so, and we talked about this before, but that Danny and I both watched the uh, Ultimate Edition of uh, Batman vs Superman. We both liked it, and no, it's not a perfect movie, but I really, 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 really enjoyed it. But I definitely felt like Jesse Eisenberg was was the weakest link of it, and I didn't. I he grew on me as the movie went on, as he became more and more unhinged. Right, he did grow on me more and more, but in the beginning, I I fucking hated him. Yeah. So I did a little bit of looking into this uh, from some rumors that I heard and everything and talking about the opposite of what uh, Bree is doing. I'll, I'll read his direct quote. I'm so unfamiliar with anything surrounding it because I didn't grow up reading the comics or watching these movies. I read a little bit out of interest, but it was meaningless. End quote. Is literally just what Jesse Eisenberg was talking about, about if he had done research into Lex Luthor from the comics. So the answer is no. And almost intentionally. Yeah. And I couldn't find it again. I I read it earlier today, uh, but there was another one where he basically was just like, no, because I was afraid of like being like it being too rigid, like trying to adhere to what like comic book fans want. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But that's what I kind of hey, took. Welcome from it. to comic book movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't be in a fucking comic book movie. Don't be in movies that have such a huge fucking like backlog of history. Yeah, there's like there's like nothing else other than comics that have had these same established like fictional whole cloth characters that have just been retold and like changed up over and over again for years and years and years. Yeah. Other than religion. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. That was a good bit. Yeah, I saw a bit. Thought of that earlier. Anyway, 
Uh, but no, yeah, there's years and years. You know, some of these characters have been established for 50, 60, 70 years, yeah, literally. Absolutely. Specifically, yeah, Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. Yeah. Like, fuck me. Yeah. Like, uh, he's like older than my parents. Yeah. If you if you don't want to be that character, you have a billion other movies. You're an A-list actor. You have a billion other movies you could go be in that you don't have to do any research for. Yeah, just go do Now You See Me 3. <laughs> yeah, from an established IP. I don't know. I just really don't like it. And, and for all of the exact same reasons that I love, why why Bree's researching it? You know, it's like you should be doing that. And yeah, you and I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying don't do your own take on it. Sure, but don't like deliberately go out of your way to not research it and not know about it because you're like too weak and it's going to like influence you and make you like yeah. you're like scared about it. Yeah, and I get it, and especially if they told him like you're not actually Lex, you're Lex Junior. That's totally fine, but you should still know about who the fuck Lex Luthor is and what he does, and at least read the important works of him. Fuck, just read Red Sun, where it's like the coolest Lex Luthor ever, and you can read it in like an hour, if that. I I, I just this it really bothered me, and I usually shit like this doesn't bother me, but it just annoyed the fuck out of me. Really, it's just like, bro, you you know you you could have just done just a touch of research. And touch the feel of cotton. So, do you think that they're going to do like a return of Superman? Like, are they going to have, have like Superboy and Steel and Supergirl? You think he's going to have the long hair? <laughs> I don't. Because I don't. here's the problem. Yeah. Do you have him come back to life in Justice League, or do you have you wait until Man of Steel two and have him come back? In the- I feel like he's going to come come back in Justice League. See, that feels like a waste to me. You think so? Just to be that quick? Well, not even just to be that quick. It just feels like it's it's spread too thin. Like, mm. to have the return of Superman just thrown away in the Justice League movie when uh, you could do Man yeah. of Steel 2 and just do the return of Superman and have the fucking uh, full shebang where he comes back with, like, the fucking, like... That actually does make a lot of sense. The fucking, like, death hibernation, the black suit and the long hair, and you fucking just yeah. have Steel and Superboy and Cyborg Superman. Just go for it. Yeah, that would actually like, be really it. cool. Nobody likes Zack Snyder. Just do whatever <laughs> you want, dude. If people are going to give you shit about your fucking stupid ass fucking like artistic take on a comic book movie where you use like weird ass filters and like slow motion fuck scenes with like fucking weird ass songs that don't fit the movie at all. You might as well have Cyborg <laughs> Superman in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I want, I want great guy. I love him to death. I, I want to talk about Suicide Squad, but I haven't seen it yet. And Danny has. So we're going to have to wait until next week. I think I'm really, really curious to see what Garrett's going to think about it. Because we don't have the exact same taste in everything. Sure. But we have pretty goddamn yeah, similar taste in movies. Pretty close. Very so close. I, I, I'm really curious. Because like I said, it had some flaws for sure. Sure. There were definitely some moments where my eyes rolled back and almost didn't come back around. <laughs> right. Um, right. But it was pretty fucking tight. Dude. Yeah, I think I'm going to like it. So I guess we'll see. But I'm, I'm fired up to see the fucking R-rated ultimate cut. <laughs> yeah. Jared Leto apparently said they cut out like a full movie's worth of Joker scenes. Jesus. He said you could have made an entire other movie out of the scenes they cut. Jesus. That's so, wild. Where's the fucking Joker edition? Yeah, that I mean that'll be cool. I I mean maybe maybe it'll be one of those. Maybe it'll get an ultimate edition as well. And he, maybe it's he, just, was, he was in character at 6 a.m. pissing in my oatmeal. I fucking hate that dude. <laughs> yeah. Apparently uh Will Smith doesn't like Jared Leto at all. Yeah. I fucking hate him and his 30 seconds tomorrow's bullshit. He put a fucking dead pig on our fucking read-through table. He put it up at 6 a.m. in character pissing in my oatmeal. I fucking hate Jared Leto. That's like pretty... That's not verbatim, but it's pretty goddamn close yeah. to like exactly what he said. Yeah, he it. like... He does not. And it, it's funny because I was reading it and, and like apparently Will, Will Smith kept saying shit 
like bashing Jared Leto, and so Will Smith's fucking publicist, publicist. was like, "Oh no, he's doing a bit." Yeah, he's, yeah, he wasn't. He was he was meaning like the general, like sense. as a friend. Yeah, and he was, like, and then Will Smith was just like, "No, no, no, I fucking hate him." I don't. He care. literally said like, not, "Like ignore what my publicist said." I don't I like fucking him. hate Jared Leto. He yeah. said hate like three times. He actually said 30 seconds tomorrow's bullshit. He did say pissing in my oatmeal. Yeah. He said Jared Leto was up in character at 6 a.m. pissing in my oatmeal. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So hopefully we can talk about that next week. Uh, if nothing else, uh, I can, I'll probably watch it. after. I almost, almost guarantee goddamn we're going to talk about fucking No Man's Sky again next week. Oh, yeah. So get strapped in for that, y'all. We're going to tell you about how many caves we found. Yeah. And how much water I didn't go in. I'm going to take a dip. Are you, you're going to squirm in on i got to find man. all the whales. They got all the fucking baleens. <laughs> That's made up. It's not a thing. The baleens? Yeah, they have all the baleens. You can make them tusks. What? Whale tusks like a narwhal. All right, guys. See you next time.